0: Okay, here we go. Sweet. So, hi. How was your trip?
1: My trip was amazing. It's been a whirlwind of, like, two months now. Um, I haven't really been home. I'm in my room right now. Finally home. It's great. Um, but, honestly, this all started, let me think here. Right here. Yeah. The first of October is when all this started. I've been gone pretty much. Yeah, we went on an Australian tour with Boys Like Girls. I got my laminate right here. That's the oh, only I reason-
0: love it.
1: Right?
0: That's legit.
1: Started there, then just kind of bled into when we were young. And then that bled into my trip, going to see all my high school friends and stuff like that. So it's just been a trip, honestly. And a lot of fun.
0: Good for you. I feel like that's just the best part of life in general, at least for me, because same thing. I work well remote as a writer, but anytime I get to travel somewhere, whether it's business or pleasure, I guess both, it's just, it makes life more exciting to change it up and not just be in your home all the time
1: oh you're telling me yeah that's what covid taught me more than anything
0: seriously but okay um well one of the first things i want to ask you about obviously you guys all just posted it that billboard award for face down that's so exciting how does that feel to be awarded that congratulations
1: thank you so much um what's funny is i was actually having kind of like we all have off days you know absolutely mainly the night before that but then I woke up to that and I was like okay like I can't be upset anymore like what the heck is going on uh, I honestly,
0: <laughs> this is my life now
1: Oh, <laughs> coming it just it just popped up our manager Steve Trampage our co-manager uh he is the one who sent it out to us and I was just like I don't know honestly just like holy shit that's absolutely insane and I wasn't on the recording I just like grew up listening to it you know yeah I think it's Really happy for the guys. I'm really proud of them, and especially Ronnie. You know, he's the lyricist behind it, and he's also the guy who wrote the drums behind it. A lot of people don't know that.
0: No, I didn't know that. I didn't know he wrote the drums. That's amazing.
1: Ronnie is an exceptional drummer. He's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, any he's drummer of a- bar- tough gig because Ronnie is also a drummer too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's our drummer right now, and he has been for the past six years. Um, Longest lineup Red Jumpsuit's ever had is with uh, myself and John and them. So John's exceptional, and he's also a good producer and stuff. So it's a solid lineup right now. I'm happy with it.
0: That's awesome. I mean, you've been with them, I think you said 12 years now, since you're about 17. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, How did that all come to be? Since you weren't the original guitarist, tell me the story of how that came to fruition.
1: Right. Um, I met them when I was 15 at a show, Jumpsuit Apparitus show. My dad would always take me to shows. My parents always like believed in me doing this. Um, Good parents. I th- yeah, I think I, I started playing guitar at, like 13, and then I think around 15 is when they realized, like, oh, maybe he can do this, you know. So my dad would take me to shows early, and uh, my dad just has like charisma and a look to him that's <laughs> business. So he would just kind of just walk in. I know that's scary to say on camera. Hey, you could just walk into shows sometimes, but sometimes he kind of can. And this was, uh, one of those that we just kind of walked in and it was my hometown and I played around, uh, like the local little scene here and there. So some of the sound stuff, it's not like I was a complete stranger. So I was just kind of hanging out. No one really questioned it really. And that's how I ended up like introducing myself to Ronnie and the rest of the band and stuff. And at that time, uh, he had his other guitar players, Duke and Matt and, Mm -hmm. um, Need to go get guitar strings for them. And because it was my hometown, I knew where the guitar center was. I was there all the time. So it happened to be right down the road from the venue. So my father, you know, being a trustworthy, charismatic guy, he just said, we'll take you. We'll take you to guitar center if you want. And Ronnie felt good about it. So he just got in the back of our car. We went to guitar center. And that's when I just kind of had a feeling. I was like, all right, I got Ronnie in front of me from Red Jumpsuit. Like, time to start playing some shit in front of him. You know
0: what I mean? Am I allowed to swear, by the way? Of course, yeah. I feel like at that opportunity, too, not only are you with Ronnie, but like you said, you're literally at Guitar Center. So you're like, okay, guitar in front of me, Ronnie in front of me. This is the moment.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's literally how it kicked off, if you will. And then we kept in touch uh, over the next year and a half. We were kind of like building projects around me a little bit. And then um, what's funny is I saved Ronnie's number wrong. You did? So (laughs) So I wasn't like texting him too much, you know? Yeah. But I remember telling him thanks and all that. And it turns out none of those even went through. And then one day I got a text from him. <laughs> I don't know. It's so much to even explain. But to summarize it up a l- little bit more, he needed a guitar player at the last second um, for this festival in Milwaukee, Wisconsin called Summerfest. Oh, yeah. And it's a, yeah, it's a pretty big one. And they were headlining the rock stage. So uh, I remember I was at an ice cream stand at Syracuse, New York called Big Dip. And it's like where I used to go get ice cream after like literally baseball games, the coaches would take us to go get Sure. Ice
0: cream. It's the spot. It's a celebratory spot. And
1: that's where I got a text message from him being like, we need a guitar player for a festival in two days. How many red jumpsuit songs do you know? And I was just like,
0: holy shit,
1: you know? So uh, I just awesome. texted tech- Knew like six or seven. Um, but yeah, I, I flew down to Florida, rehearsed for a day with the guys and then flew up to M- Milwaukee and did that show. And then after that, it was supposed to be kind of like a one and done. Yeah, so young, 17, I turned 17 too. So it was supposed to be a one and done, you know, that's a huge risk, especially in hindsight. But my father, you know, there he is again. I have a lot to owe to his job. I'm not even kidding. My dad is the one who, That's like,
0: incredible. Took,
1: like, take my son, take my son. And he was just like, dude take him. And Ronnie was like, I don't know. he's so young. Who knows what the road can do, do to him? And he's like, he's going to be fine. Just take my son. <laughs> and sure enough, here we are. That's literally, that's as detailed as it gets. I think I've told that story, actually.
0: That's an incredible story. And I, your dad sounds like is salesman. Is he in sales at all? Just the way, like you said, he's so charismatic and seems to have a way with people. So I have to know.
1: Been in sales literally his entire life.
0: Really? I knew it. <laughs> what does he sell?
1: uh at first it was like he worked for dupont the nascar paint uh auto finish company that's uh what started him really getting his people skills and stuff like that but he's also a, just a genuine guy and he'll, he'll help you out a lot of stuff too you know he's helped out the band a lot um helped me out significantly so basically what i'm trying to say is yeah he's a salesman but he's also a straight shooter not a bullshitter and i think people can sense yeah. that so i like ronnie he can sense that kind of stuff so you know, he has good connection with people a lot. Something I'm okay with, but he just has a certain charisma that I don't really have.
0: I think some people do, and it's not something that you can teach, like you were saying, and that's why it's an important distinction to say that, yeah, he's in sales, but he's not a bullshitter. He's just a genuine guy, and people do pick up on that. Like, whether your band is popular or not getting into a a car with a stranger to go to a store like that's not something most people would do so clearly speaks volumes about how your dad comes across to others especially just meeting them (laughs) like Um, like good parents to have
1: (laughs) mother and father just totally believed in me from the start and really have been supportive like they went to all the local shows all the painfully Painful, hard to hear local shows. That's so that I'm
0: cute.
1: <laughs> for and helping me out and helping me buy gear and stuff. So,
0: where yeah. are your parents now?
1: Um, we all live right next to each other. Really, my sister also moved down too. Um, in 2011, my folks and I moved down to Florida. Okay. For, for the red jumpsuit. Um, and then my sister and her boyfriend at the time uh, ended up following up. With like two years later, and now they're married with two kids and stuff. So now literally the entire family, uh, I was living in a place called Orange Park, but then I moved to St. Augustine recently. So now we all live within like 15 minutes of each other.
0: That must be nice.
1: It's because when I'm off the road, I get to see them a lot, you
0: know? Absolutely. Like you're already traveling so much for work, and it's nice to know you don't have to go all the way across the country just to see your family too. Like when you come home, you're really just home. Everyone's right there. That's nice. I'm, I'm happy to hear that.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too.
0: <laughs> so, Speaking of being on the road and festivals, I know you guys just played. I caught part of your set. I was on the final day of When We Were Young. How did that feel, being a part of that stage with so much history behind the band at this point?
1: Um, it was really big, actually. Um, I didn't think I would feel that big about it. Because we played a lot of festivals and stuff. Not to compare it. Sure. Honestly, young was the best. That was the best festival ever. That's probably gonna be the best lineup I've ever seen. I don't it think anything- the best camera.
0: one day show I've ever seen in my life, even just as a fan, yeah. Like, it was incredible.
1: Yeah, that was, and as far as accommodation, they're the artists, and I don't know, I think that was kind of like peak festival right there. Um, but on stage, it felt big. Um, I was expecting it to feel big, but it felt bigger. I remember- Sure. The sounds kind of made up and kind of cheesy. But the narrator in my head said, the accumulation of all your hard work has come down to this point right here. Not
0: you know? cheesy at all.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, and um, I had a huge adrenaline dump. And I remember right after <laughs> I got off, there were some girls who were like, really rocking out to the set and stuff, and they just wanted a picture. But I have really long arms, so I was like, I'll take the picture really quick. And, you know, I went to take a picture, and they were like, I'm shaking. And I was like, so am I. Like, I had huge adrenaline after. It after. It was, it was intense. Looking out at all those people, and they weren't just standing there either. They were active. They, they were bouncing, oh, yeah. hits, there was all sorts of stuff going on. So it was just a lot of great energy. Like, I couldn't pick a better time with better people. Like, and I'm just really, really proud of the band, honestly. Like, it was a long road, we worked hard.
0: Absolutely. You guys earned that moment. And it is amazing to see like, like you said, I mean, there's other shows, there's other fests and stuff going on. But I feel like because that one was so genre specific, and it attracted genre specific fans, which we're all about the same age now, you know, we've been fans for roughly 10 to 20 years. So the enthusiasm, I think, is what I picked up on from every single set, like it didn't matter. I think I caught 13 sets total that day. And it did not matter which band it was it's like you said like people weren't just standing and like oh okay that's kind of cool like no we were into it people were dancing moshing screaming singing crying like uh, literally all of the emotions that there could be I was like how fitting is this fest
1: (laughs) that's exactly it It was genre specific like everyone was I think everyone liked all of the bands on that lineup including me like oh yeah it's so crazy what big bands were just going on so early like boys like girls at like one o'clock and this and that it's Uh, like (laughs) (laughs) a huge festival you know so to me that was I already know that's gonna be the best lineup I I ever play with so I was really happy about it um what a whirlwind and then in between we uh got to do a show with Hawthorne Heights and Escape the Fate at the Garden Grove in California and that show sold out and just like I wouldn't say just as fun but like it was an amazing time like the whole the whole last two months have just been out of control good. I don't know what to say. It's just been crazy good.
0: Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. And I'm happy for you too, because I know it takes so much time and with any creative career, but especially something like music to like you said to build up and get to that point. And when you're there, I imagine it must just be some of the best times of your life so far.
1: Yeah, and honestly, the best part of all of it is the fact that we as a band get along so well.
0: We I'm really glad
1: you hear that. We're all really different. Um, some of us drink, some of us party, some of us are sober. Like Ronnie's completely sober, Randy's completely sober, our other uh, guitar player. And um, it's pretty much the J's me, Joey, and John. The,
0: <laughs> the three J's.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're more of the rambunctious types, but um, we all look out for each other and stick by each other's side and have best interest, interests at heart. So that makes it a lot easier. And a lot better. There's a lot of bands out there that have friction and stuff. uh, Totally. I think that would make it much more difficult to do this job. But we truly love each other, honestly.
0: That's amazing to hear. Because like you said, there really are so many bands that don't have that. It's not for lack of trying. I think it's something you can't control. It's just personalities, chemistry, same as anything.
1: But they can make amazing art together. And at the end of the day, that's what musicians are here to do. So, I'm not like dissing that. You know, there's gonna be bands with friction out there and they can do their thing. Everyone has their own lives. We're all you sure, know, great. but and it is a working environment at the end of the day. But it's so much better when you can go to Disneyland with your bandmates,
0: right? <laughs>
1: with them and just, yeah, just so did take you guys your-
0: go to Disneyland?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. And, like, this trip has been insane, it's just been too much. But we spent a lot of our days off together and. Yeah, no one really gets sick of each other we're all we're all just I don't know we just drive I love them
0: that's incredible it's so rare and I'm I'm appreciative of that for you because I imagine that it just feels like a second family in a way oh for sure
1: yeah yeah and they're a big part of my family too like my family loves the guys so good yeah connected I would assume more than most I would assume but I can't say for sure
0: Well, being on so many tours together, do you have one that stands out over the past decade plus that you've done that was like, that was not even necessarily good or bad, just one that stands out in your memory more than the rest, I guess?
1: Um, I mean, there's a couple that stand out. Even this Boys Like Girls tour was great, but it was also my birthday.
0: Oh, happy belated.
1: Thank you so much. So everyone was just going AWOL for my birthday. Anytime it's my (laughs) birthday. make sure it is chaos. As <laughs> one way.
0: should, yes.
1: Yeah. It, honestly, it's really tough to even recall. We got stranded in India for like a week. It was, um, that was Tell more... Tell me that story. <laughs> um, do this uh, Sarang Festival in India, which is a major festival, and uh, like a big international one, and um, our plane caught fire, like an electrical fire.
0: Oh my so god.
1: Back at uh jfk in new york city and then it took about like five six hours and then we got back onto the same plane
0: (laughs) uh, the same one they just fixed that was on fire
1: yeah and we ended up missing all of our been a week in india well we spent like three nights in kuwait we were stuck there because we missed everything and then we spent like five days in india and wow actually like it was just ex- an experience, honestly. Like, we were in India. We weren't, like, chaperoned by the venue at this point or anything. We were we were on our own. So we just went out and explored and walked around and just had a good time. Joey actually ended up playing uh, cricket with uh, yeah. stuff randomly. And I'm talking, there was, like, hundreds of them and stuff. And he's like, can I give it a swing? Like, that's typical Joe. And sure enough, they let him crack one out. Um, but that trip sh- that trip was a really big struggle and something to – go through together because you know we were just stranded we were trying to get out of there and we had shows sure. so that was one where it's like that was a really hard trip but we still managed to have a good time with it so that one sticks out and honestly when was
0: that? what year was that uh 2015
1: 2016 okay honestly. um but honestly everything's kind of like clouded by when we're young right now i'm sorry but like it's hard to think of anything else there after you
0: know It is. Even just going from my standpoint, like writing about it and as a fan, like I can't imagine processing performing it because even just processing it as a fan took me over a week. There's still some days, even like today, I'm like, oh, my God, that really happened. Like little moments like seeing, you know, Vic and Kellen perform King for a Day Together. I think that in itself took me like five days to be like, that was real. I got to see that. How amazing
1: I got to hear it. We had to do media.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) But you heard it. Good enough. I heard heard it going (laughs) off.
1: I heard it going off. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That week was just, it was the best. So it's just stuck in my brain, honestly. This one stands out the most right now.
0: Same, in a different way, but same. So that's a very fair answer. And I actually love that that is your answer because I feel like it was special. It's something like, and it's not even just because it was recent. I think, all of us, both bands, fangoers, media, whoever was there, are going to look back and just always remember it as this really incredible moment because it was the first of its kind in a really long time.
1: I think the first of its kind, kind of ever. That's I mean, what I said. <laughs> three days of every single band playing that much, and everyone thought, including me, even a little bit, I was like, set times are going to run late. Like, there's yeah. no way. Nope, the rotating stage has worked. Everything went fine. The festival went flawless, except for the weather of day one.
0: I was a part of that initially. <laughs> were, were you- I was I was part of the wind cancellation. I was out there, and I was so bummed because I, I had a girlfriend who flew out from Chicago. I, I live in LA, so it was easier for me to just drive back. I mean, I was really bummed out, but I was like, okay, I don't know what else I'm going to do. I'm just going to go back home. But she flew, and she's like, no, like I am not going home without seeing a set. So she went on Subhub. I must have sat with her oh my gosh, for like three hours while she went through. And she ultimately paid like three times the amount for a ticket the next day, but was still worth it. And for me, I honestly just got lucky. Like I loosely connected with Chris Kamrada, drummer for Dashboard, yeah. um, you know, emo social. Um, so I kind of knew him and he had reposted something the following week for enter here to win a free ticket. And I was like, okay, let me try. Kind of even forgot I entered, didn't think anything of it, and had already caught two other shows I really wanted to see. I had not even seen Sleeping with Sirens at all before. I wanted to see them. So I got a show for Fresno on Friday. And then the day before that, I saw the story so far in Joshua Tree. So my my week was crazy. So I like packed up, drove three hours to Joshua Tree, caught a concert, drove six hours the next day to Sleeping with Sirens, caught that concert. On the drive up, I was like DM'd, hey, congrats you're the lucky winner. And at first I was like, wait, what is this? I totally forgot. And then the person's like, you entered for the one we were young but for tomorrow. You've got the ticket. And I was like, okay, I'm so excited, but also holy shit, because then I, <laughs> I think I slept like five hours, woke up at 30. drove six hours to Vegas, was a part of the fest for like a 12 hour day, met up with Chris later that night. And then like, oh my gosh, I don't even know. I think I slept in my car for three hours, then drove home on Sunday. So I was writing like a three-day high of like attending and writing about and interviewing people for concerts that even for me I was like he said shaking, but excited.
1: Um. Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: <laughs> <It> was insane.
1: <laughs> like, I had to fly out for the first show that paid a lot of money to be there, and it got canceled. Yeah really lucky because ronnie actually gave up his guest list spots to me the next day He oh, already wow. had my, he gave me two mother two other spots and thank god i got to bring them in and they didn't get to miss it but um a Good. lot of people day one people it's it's really it's terrible honestly because it was supposed to be a one-day festival originally you know yeah. so, that missed it not missed it those people that had the weather cancellation we know they worked the hardest to get their tickets because it True. was supposed to and the entire world was trying to go. so those people, I don't know, it was sad. It actually gave me goosebumps walking out in the streets and just seeing people realize on their phone as I'm walking, people are just like, no, like collapsing eyeing and I was just like, oh, but that's when uh, because of all that going on, there was a lot of bands doing like private shows, I'm sure you know about. Yeah. It. We got a call from JT from Hawthorne Heights, our good friends since like we've been touring with them forever. And um, he was like, Red jumpsuit. Can you make it to this strap? We're just trying to put this thing together, and yeah. uh, yes, like instantly, we were like, "Yep, we'll we'll make it happen." I don't know. That was absolutely chaos, but I'm really glad we got to play for some people. And uh, that wind was honestly just way too much, though. Like you couldn't. It was walk.
0: insane,
1: absolute dust bowl. And when we were when we were doing a um, sound check, which was way earlier in the day, it wasn't even that bad yet. I'm telling you, the stage was literally like i wanted to pack my guitar and get off that stage (laughs) like like, shaking oh completely shaking and stuff yeah so i think if it was to happen people would have people could have gotten hurt honestly or worse like who knows it was insanely bad and just really unfortunate an act of god that's that's all it it.
0: it's nobody's fault you know and that's kind of what i was telling my friends and saying too it's like it's not like the bands just decided not to play or anything like you know the There's no reason to be mad. You can be upset at the situation, but there's no one to be upset at. And I think that was important to reinforce for other fans, myself included, because it was hard to tell. I will say like I was in a hotel room with my girlfriend. We had finished getting ready. We had ordered the lift when the notification came up and I just saw like the preview. So it said, we regret to inform dot, dot, dot. And I was like, I opened it. And we went to just kind of go, we still want to go eat. And that's when she was looking for her ticket. And it was hard to tell because we're in the hotel at first. And even in the strip, like a lot of the hotels were blocking the wind. So we're like, is it that bad? Like, I don't know. But once I got outside of the strip to drive home personally, I was like, this is, I have never seen or driven through wind like that. It was like something out of Mad Max. Like my car was being blown. Like I went to the restroom and I put my hair up. I had a mask from COVID still. I put that on. I put sunglasses on and I still somehow got sand like in my teeth. Like it was like you said, just act to God.
1: Yeah, uh, we walked the strip a little bit for like two seconds, and uh, yeah, sand in the teeth, sand in the eyes, sand everywhere. We were trying to make a beard on it. Oh my.
0: Had a beer. <laughs>
1: right now, like, this is absolutely insane. It was apocalyptic. Like, it was unrecognizable. I've never, we've been to Vegas a lot. I lived there for like three, four months for a minute out of a hotel, and I've never, ever seen it close to being like that. Like, that's it. Really, honestly, that's the honest answer for everybody. Um, I know a lot of people were really pissed off, and I understand, but I was pissed too. I was actually, yeah, deep horn or anything like that it sounds funny, but uh, I was on stage when we sound check, everyone after sound check kind of goes and does their thing. And then I stay up there and just play because I just love playing. So I was just standing up there, and then the yeah. head up to me, and he was like, I'm not so sure if this thing's going to happen. And I thought he was messing with me. I was like, Okay. And the next what thing you do know
0: you mean?
1: it's like we're waiting on final call and then there it came. It was, uh, I don't know a name or anything, but it was the head of the entire festival. And he was like calling all stages, calling all stages. This is a clear all. Today's When We're Young Fest is cancelled. And I was just like And he was like, That's it, that's the boss. And I was just like, I kept playing. I didn't even pack my stuff to tell me never. And then eventually I just texted the band and uh, I didn't have words for the guys. So sure. I sent this message and then tried to unsend it because I realized, oh my God, this is such a to break the news to them. I just put fucking cancer. That's what I put. And like one by one, like, like ants. I saw each one of my members like slowly walking to the stage, but I was still playing. I could tell they were just confused because I'm still going through and just doing my thing, having fun. But they just looked at me and I was like,
0: like it's done. They
1: thought it was like my gear was canceled or whatever. And I'm like, no, the festival's canceled. And everyone just kept asking like, like you said, you think they're lying? And it's like, no, it's canceled. And then I kept like- It lying.
0: takes a second to process. Do you think even playing the guitar for you was like, no, it didn't happen. It happened, it didn't happen. And you're kind of like working through it as you're playing.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. In complete denial, like full on.
0: On that note of you loving playing, what first inspired you to pick up the guitar?
1: Um, Let me think here. <laughs> oh, wow. It's kind of mixed of like three different things. Oh, um, tell me all three. I always loved music, um, but I was really into hip hop when I was young. I'm talking, okay. like, you know, kind of like corny. Um, and then um, my dad would play. It was one album in particular. It was called Ozzy Osbourne's Oz, Tribute Album. It was a live.
0: Very familiar. Yep.
1: So he would play that in his truck and stuff. And I would just like kind of air guitar to it comically and liked it a lot. And then the real kicker that actually literally did the whole thing. <clears throat> do you remember the show wife swap?
0: Yes. What? It's, That's so random.
1: <laughs> it's like a show. I don't know if it was actually on that network or not, but um, I think
0: so.
1: I remember there was this like rocker mom. And then this like sports, yeah. like sports mom kind of like crossed. And the kids really loved playing soccer and stuff. And the rocker mom gave the kids a guitar. And uh, I didn't really have an outlet yet. My parents, you know, I was so young and I didn't really have a thing at all. I just hung out, went outside and like sure my friends and like collected, not like collected, but I would like catch bugs, my little bug catcher and release them or like frogs in the stream and like release them. Still do that stuff afterwards. But
0: the normal I, kid thing.
1: Normal kid things. Absolutely. Totally normal childhood for me over here. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: but I looked at my dad and I said, huh, if I got a guitar, I would definitely never complain. And then he just looked at me and he was like, do you want a Challenge
0: car? accepted? Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: really how it started. We went to this little music place. I spent my $25 I had as a little kid. He filled in the rest to get me uh, just a little dinky guitar and a little crappy amp. And that's what started the whole journey. It's literally watching an ep- episode of Wife Swap with my dad. It's
0: hard to say that. I told you how it started. Wife stuttered. Swap. No, you're okay. I, I do too. But that's... um. That is the most unexpected answer in the best way, because I feel like that's always what it is. And, and we tend to, so I appreciate your honesty there too, because I feel like all of us, even for me, we tend to like kind of craft these answers after a while in our head of like, oh, why do you like doing this? Or how did you come across? Oh, what is my thing doing here? The upgrade thing. Uh, how, how did you come across doing this? And it's like, there really isn't a sexy answer most of the time. It's something just kind of silly and one off like that. Like, those tend to be the real moments, you know?
1: I still remember that moment. Like, very clearly, I remember the moment of him asking me if I wanted a guitar. And I was like, hell yeah, I want a guitar. Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> Do you yeah. have a favorite one to this day that you like to play on, like a favorite brand?
1: Um, I'm endorsed by Schecter, and they've been absolutely amazing. I have mine right here, actually, that I constantly play on. It's a Nick Johnston uh, custom. I love the From color. Yeah, I have the orange one, too, but it's with the band we're going to use that for other things for touring and stuff this is my at home guy and then i have an ibanez in the back on the boat back there that i just absolutely love so um i have three favorites i guess those two schecters and then my ibanez back there as well are absolutely great and then i'm going to be buying the ibanez tim henson nylon pretty soon he just released his own and i'm thinking i'm going to love that so yeah
0: would you say that you are much more inclined towards electric over acoustic or do you have moments where you like to play acoustic as well?
1: Oh, I absolutely love playing acoustic as well, but I am.
0: Uh...
1: Yeah, I'm an electric guitar player. Yeah. Without a doubt.
0: More, so, more towards how you lean. Um.
1: Yeah. I, like if I was to showcase what I can do to someone, I would definitely never pick an acoustic.
0: It that <laughs> That's but, a yeah. good answer. Okay and let me see what I can do <laughs> um big yeah, okay, questions over here Ooh, okay so other than red jumpsuit apparatus what were some of your other favorite emo bands growing up that you were just a fan of
1: um I think the first one they're not even that emo at all but like American Idiot Green Day was oh great. totally
0: pop, pop, close enough yeah. yeah
1: that put me on a track and then I had um uh, Black Parade and Helena. Helena was my most played song on my iPod when I was a
0: kid. Really? I love I
1: that. Picks on your like, computer and stuff. Most played. Um, most recently added this and that. Helena was number one. And then number two was actually Face Down, Red Jumpsuit. So awesome. weird.
0: So number fitting.
1: Z- <laughs> so, yeah. Avenged unfold. Uh, my Chem. It was actually mostly like 80s metal at first, though. Like, I loved Metallica. Van Halen was my favorite band in the entire world um it's pretty much that or bust for a minute and then alternative stuff like green day uh my cam red jumpsuit a lot of red jumpsuit um kind of took me in the path of alternative music and stuff so yeah
0: it sounds like we had similar parents because my mom was the one both my parents really raised me I feel like that's a weird way to put it but I grew up listening to a lot of good music is what I'm trying to say and I think my dad was much more the classic rock fan like my dad was a Black Sabbath guy, but my dad was also the one who introduced me to, like, Elvis and, like, Dean Martin. But then on the heavier side, you know, like, Black Sabbath and Rolling Stones. But then my mom was the 80s hair metal. Like, I was a kid in the car. She would play Guns N' Roses, Van Halen, Death, Leopard, Sticks. right?
1: <laughs> my first concert ever was Poison. Oh, love it. <laughs> and this uh, other band called Rat. Uh,
0: oh, my God, of course, Rat. I know Rat. <laughs>
1: I don't even know. It was out of out of control. But yeah. That was my first. So if that tells you anything.
0: Mom or dad who took you to that one?
1: Um, both. Yeah, they both went and then I went with some friends too. Um Yeah, I was surrounded by other musicians who liked that kind of stuff too.
0: So Totally. And hair metal makes the best gateway, I think, into this whole scene, into like pop punk and emo. And that's what I tried to tell my mom growing up because she like she didn't really and still doesn't understand this genre of music. She respects it, but she's still of the vein where she's like, oh, I don't know. It's just like our music was so much better. I'm like, your music is amazing. But so is this. Like, you still have to keep an open mind for the evolution of music. Do you feel like your parents are open to the type of music you play? Do they like it?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, There comes a, comes a limit. Like, I'm a huge Lorna Shore fan. I don't think they're going to ever totally get that. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as like, yeah, the alternative stuff I play, even, uh, I grew up in another band that I really liked called Framing Hanley. Do you remember those guys? I do. Absolutely. Hell yeah. They're
0: Throwback. all back. That's
1: awesome. Um, absolutely phenomenal people. But my mom loves Framing Hanley. Like she loves them. She was always like, I don't know why they're not bigger. And I'm like, me either. Like, like me your mom. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. They like a lot of my stuff. Pretty much anything I play for them, though, they are usually jive with. They have a good, like, progressive mindset when it comes to music.
0: Good. I love that. God, your parents sound awesome. You're very lucky.
1: Yeah, they are awesome. They're the life of the party. I'm not even kidding you. They have such great <laughs> lives and stuff, man. I, I'm kind of, I want to say I'm a hermit because I definitely like going out. I'm a little bit of a party animal a little bit. But uh, they, I don't know, they're just constantly on the go. I don't know how they do it. They're all gas, no brakes, constantly.
0: I respect that. That's how I want to be. Like, you know, ultimately, at that stage of life, married, kids. Even when kids are out of the house, like, why would you want to slow down? Like, we're lucky enough to be in this life at all. Just, to, just enjoy it. Let's make the most of it. Sounds like yeah, that's they, what
1: they're doing. themselves. Basically, they bought this huge Sprinter van that's more decked out than most vans have ever seen. <laughs> uh, they were young and back and just like hit every spot: New Orleans, uh, wow. Arizona that grand canyon everything you can imagine all the way out to cali like they do not care they'll just they'll just go
0: and i love that's awesome that. yeah i respect that it sounds like you guys have a great relationship and i i'm happy to hear that because you don't hear it enough these days um
1: yeah everyone has a different life you know sure i'm lucky enough to have a good supportive family and i can't leave my sister out of there either her name's melanie and she's five years older than me. And she treated me really well growing up. She was a great big sister. So I don't know what to say. I got really, really lucky. That's,
0: you that's did. I got lucky.
1: And I got lucky with a lot of stuff. A lot of luck in my life.
0: I love to hear that. I think that would lead me to my last question with, is there anything coming up in particular? I know you might not be able to say everything, but is there anything in particular you could mention that you're looking forward to?
1: Excuse me. Um,
0: oh, you're fine.
1: Damn, I have a tickle in my throat. Oh, my gosh. Oh, take your time. Like, now of all times?
0: How dare you? How dare your throat have something? <laughs> Do I have my cough drops? Oh, take your time. Go find him. I'll go find him. Yeah, you're good. um
1: i can't seem to find them so i'm just gonna go for it wish me luck
0: good luck (laughs) may the force be with you
1: thank you so much um (laughs) um like i said when were you young is kind of like just on the foreground of my mind but we're doing this thing called sun bear festival in malaysia
0: Ooh.
1: December 10th and it just got announced like four or five days ago. So we're going to be going out for that. That'll be a long journey. That's amazing. And then
0: amazing. we're
1: going to be doing some filming for like playthroughs for Red Jumpsuit, like guitar stuff. And our, videog- our videographer, Kay, is going to be uh, filming for it to make it look nice and professional. I'm looking forward to that. And I have a tattoo appointment.
0: <laughs> yes. What's your next tattoo? Oh, I always love a next tattoo. Getting my
1: elbows blasted. Yeah. Nice. Heldom.
0: going to (laughs) hurt. That's going to be a good one, though. I always Um, want my next tattoo appointment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're telling me it's been way too long for me. It's been years, so I'm excited. Just put my deposit.
0: Good for you. I'm excited to see it. Post pictures.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will. I will. Um, Yeah, that's kind of like more of a personal thing. Honestly, most of the stuff that I would say I'm looking forward to just happened. Like, the release of our uh, symphonic edition acoustic face down music video and stuff. Um,
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: Thank you. Um, Yeah, it was uh, was just so cool to see the original actress face down because that's the reason why I saw Red Jumpsuit ever. It wasn't hearing Red Jumpsuit on the radio or anything. My friend, Matt, um, who made my MySpace and stuff for me.
0: Oh my God, throwback.
1: (laughs) Hold up the YouTube. He's like, check this band out, click. And that was my first introduction, was actually watching her uh walk into the house and then the face down music video happening. So I remember Joey came up to me and he was like, That's the original actress from Face Down. And I was like, Are you kidding me? And she's like, was Are sitting you
0: serious?
1: <laughs> facing away from me and stuff. And I just went up to her and like told her, like, you were the first image I've ever seen of this band ever. It wasn't even them. It was you walking up to the door in that first yep. video. And I was like, That video is literally the reason why I'm in this band, because without it, who knows if I would have I don't know.